My name's Alex, and in a couple days, my wife and I are having a baby. This is the first entry in an audio diary podcast I'm calling, Are You There, Pod? It's me, Dad. Every week, I'll recap the previous week in figuring this parenting stuff out in real time while calling up my friends that all had babies within the same month I did. So come with me as I figure out parenting on the fly. Hi, Rana. Look, we didn't have we didn't have a cliffhanger this week because we did our kiki. What what is so what on earth is so funny, Rana? Have you always been an entrance maker? You know, yeah. I think except sometimes I make an entrance when I don't mean to. Like I'm trying to just enter something quietly, but then that ends up being a disturbance. But sometimes I do try to make an entrance. Have you so ever entered when, have you uh, ever entered anything quietly? I've tried to. <laughs> like, if I'm at a party, I usually try to, like, dip in and dip out. But if it's, like, a few people, I'll be a little louder about it. Yeah. You're, because you're all, I feel like I love whenever you open your mouth for the first time, we sit down, we do the record, whenever you say hello, I and maybe I'm, maybe, sometimes maybe you, you're just being fun, but I feel like this, I can tell so much about your morning or your day <laughs> just by how you say hello to me. But who knows? Maybe you're trying to throw me off the scent. I never really No, know. not at all. What can you're I tell you about this morning? You're such a trickster. You wore a nice shirt today. Is do you it have a, nice? Do you have a job interview? I do. I do. Yeah. I'm interviewing to be um, the uh, CEO of Paramount Studios. No, really? I don't know why. The CEO of Harry's Lobsters. That's the job well, that, that you were doing for today. I'm co-CEO. I'm CCCO. I'm CCEO. Yeah. Well, somebody yeah. has to co-sign the checks over at Harry's Lobsters. No, that's going to be so, your job. Oh, okay. Let's well, start the it. show. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so we had our COVID kiki this week. Oh, we have it we this did. week. It's still going we on. Still going uh, on. Such a blast. It was full uh, of surprises and prizes. Prizes and surprises. That's right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. But what it meant was we didn't do a cliffhanger this week. We didn't. We simply so, didn't have the time. We were having too much fun. We're going to start this week with our first question, which I think is about as fun as a cliffhanger. So I, I do we, too. This one is a fun one. I tried to, quote unquote, load a good one in the chamber for you. You know, Rana, <laughs> you are an agent provocateur, and that's. What I I'll do say. have a few pieces from their collection. Wait, what is that even? It's a clothing line. Agent provocateur, agent provocateur is a very six, sexy lingerie line. Because I think I've only seen the phrase. I didn't know it was an actual company. Well, it's a th- it's a thing, or, right. and it's also a company. A lingerie is that the same as um? No. Per- okay. <laughs> what were you what were you gonna say? I don't remember the name of it. Like La Sir La That's it. Yes. Uh well, I do have more pieces of La Perla than I do of sure. Agent Provocateur. But Agent Provocateur is more in the Kiki de Montpanas uh category. Um, or there's another one called Coco something or so Coco de Queen or something like that. But they're an English lingerie company with a is French. Is that Ice T's wife who makes it? Yes, it's exactly. But you know what? She probably has a couple of pieces too. 
I bet she does. I it's love It's just her. very provocative French lingerie by way of London. So it has a little bit of a squ- a little bit of an edge to it, actually. Oh. It's the kind of thing you would expect a very high-priced call girl to be wearing when she goes to meet a member of parliament in the bathroom outside of the uh, out of the cafeteria. Or like yeah. a I'm just kind of picturing like Everything 80s, is designed 90s, to be wear under Rosalina. a trench coat. Yeah. yeah. Everything is designed to be worn under a trench coat. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. I love that kind of sexy style. Yeah. Because when I wear a trench coat and try to be sexy, all I'm doing because I'm rocking my polo Ralph Lauren very loose regular cut boxers. Inspect a gadget. So when I wear mine, all you and I open up, all you see is an unruly chest hair with loose boxers. And I hope you're wearing socks pulled all the way up to the knee. I'm wearing socks, one navy, one black. (laughs) With gold cap toe, gold toe sock, yeah. To know that I have style and class. One navy, one black. (laughs) Well, the gold cap toe implies you're a businessman. That's Mm -hmm. what a businessman wears, but where's the rest of your suit? Yep. Where is it? Uh, Okay, shall we begin? Let's do it, Ronna. This is a steamy one. Dear Ronna and Brian, Ronna, Brian, and should this quandary be deemed free feed appro- appropriate, esteemed guest? They, you know, again, this is this is one of those questions that is it free feed? Is it page? Is it carriage house? The line has become so blurred for it's me. It's a blurred line. It is a blurred line. We really, talk about sexy. We really deal with very provocative things in the carriage house, but yeah, the I mean, behavior, we started this conversation talking about women's underwear. And men's sex appeal. Yes. Well, women's underwear, what does that mean, Brian? In this world, in this day and age, everyone you're can right. wear everybody's Anyone, underwear. You're right. And yeah. you know what I'm gonna my you, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start a pet- petition to Agent Provocateur and say, get a clue. Yeah. Start and, and then making XXL. Exactly. Because I can't get my whole banana in this hammock. There's no way I'm getting my banana in any hammock. When I tell you (laughs) that I buy my boxers, by the way, also, I always have done this, a size larger than I need, because I don't like them to all the way touch the skin. You just want to be floating in space. Yes. So you don't wear, you don't do a boxer brief. You just do a boxer. I do for like workouts or if I'm wearing like a slim cut, Yeah. then I'll do a boxer brief. But you like but to wear boxes around the house. I do. And you like to feel like it's just a cloud force field that's hanging over your pots. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to know you're inside of something. Yeah. Not a robe with no boxes. Correct. Boxes. You want to put something on. Absolutely. But you don't want it to be touching anything. I sure don't. And yeah. <laughs> ultimately what I'm hoping it all becomes is like a moo-moo. You want sheets for your bottoms. I do, which is why I've always yeah. admired the Greeks and the Romans. How come they don't make very, very high-end boxer shorts out of like 1,000 thread count sheets or something I like bet that? Some, I bet like Derek Rose does or like- Somebody must. They must. There has I to be th- some company that's doing that. There's some th- Italian pajama company, Zarelli, or no, something like that. Zimelli. I think it's something that a lot of people want, but they're afraid to ask for. Because it sounds like something an old man wants, not something a young man wants. It's but it's true. a feeling that people want. It is a feeling, but it's also one of those things where it's like, I think most, I mean, my attitude is sort of like, why would I ever spend money on underwear, even though you wear them every day? Like, it seems like something you should spend a little money to, yes. they're extraordinarily comfortable, but it's not something you think you should. It's very true. It's a basic. 
Yeah. And so, and in often cases, the basic, the very basic, basic is the best version of the thing, like the fruit of the loom tea. And so when you have the very basic, basic, the basic, basic, you don't necessarily, you can't necessarily do much better. There's no reason to spend a hundred dollars on a t-shirt or whatever, unless, you know, you're designing, I don't know, phones for Apple or something like that. But, but I would think it is funny because underwear is one of those things you use every day. You certainly get your money's worth if you spend, if you spend a little more on it and you really love the way it feels. That's true. Yeah. Okay. My partner and I, both men, have been together for nearly four years and have lived together for around three. I do appreciate that. I spent so much time always trying to figure out who we're dealing with in these sure. letters. Yep. Thank you for being upfront about the reality of your situation with us. Definitely. We enjoy a happy, healthy relationship and regular intimacy. The issue is this periodically over the course of our relationship, I have been awoken in the middle of the night to the bed shaking vigorously, only for it to dawn on me that my other half is energetically masturbating less than three feet away from me. Energetically. The bed is shaking. It's it's an earthquake in this bed every night. Wow. At first, I was shocked. This guy's afraid the chandelier is going to fall on him while he's asleep. Yeah, sure. He'll be like um, Christine and Phantom. <laughs> At first, I was shocked, but kind of amused and didn't want to embarrass him by calling it out. So I would pretend to still be asleep and let him get on with it. I know he suffers occasionally from insomnia, and I guess these nocturnal fumblings help him to sleep? Question mark. Unfortunately, since lockdown, it's been happening more and more frequently. I'm now shaken into consciousness three or four times a week, and it's beginning to have a negative effect on me. I have no problem with my partner enjoying some solo time, but he inevitably rolls over and falls asleep as soon as he's dealt with his urges, while I'm left wide awake and exhausted throughout the following day. How do I let him know that his overnight Onanism is driving me to distraction without humiliating us both. Sincerely, Pablo, not my real name, somewhere in the north of England. Wow. So I think it's safe to say that this guy's pulling back his penis first and then masturbating. Pulling back his penis? What are you talking about? He was probably uncircumcised. Oh, yes, of course. North of England, everybody's wearing it. This is a covered wagon situation. Yeah. 100%. Those are the the penises that come with their own masturbation god. Absolutely. Yes. 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 That are first saying, the first thought is, are you sure? What were those? Are you sure you want to get involved with this? Isn't it funny? that That is the way a man is born uncircumcised. I feel robbed that I'm circumcised because it's, sex is supposed to be so much better when you're uncircumcised. You'll never know. I know. But for the most part, people do not want to look at uncircumcised penises. Why? I guess, why though? It is I, funny. I know that that's a I thing. I don't know why. why. It is funny, but that's the way they come. But people prefer them the way they don't come. Well... Yeah. I mean, there are many reasons why people do it, health reasons and other things, religious reasons, blah, 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 cultural reasons, societal reasons. But it is funny that 
people are so turned off by the sight of them when that's just how they come. I'm with you. Yeah. Because they sort of look like they have to sneeze. They just look a little bit too much like a mole or a, a mole rat or a, just something or that earring. you think. Yeah, they're not cute. They're not no, cute. No, they're not. Yeah. However. Yeah. And also this is a surprise element. And there's, they, they have you know, so much yeah. more sensation though. It makes me really jealous. Yeah. This is what they say. This is what they say. I mean, he's got to move to another room when he's doing this and not wake you up because there's nothing more precious than sleep. And also, if you've been together four years, living together for three, you don't have to be a jerk about it. You just have to say, hey, I love our sex life. I'm glad you're getting off to help you sleep. Do you mind just like tiptoeing into the bathroom and doing it because it's waking me up every night? I don't know. Is that how you would honest to God handle this if this was happening with you? Yes. I think I would honestly say, I'm picturing it now. I think I would look over. I wouldn't do it in the moment, that for sure. No, because you don't want to shame them. No. And I think, I think, honest to God, I would say, yeah, I think I would just be like, um, hey, I've sort of been waking up in the middle of the night while you've been like taking care of yourself. And I love that you're doing that. And I love that it helps you fall asleep, but it's just making me wake up. Is there like anything you could do to maybe go to the bathroom and do that? I think I would say that. Do we think he's asleep while he's doing it? Is it a sleep thing? Is, he, is it like sleepwalking? Do we think Maybe, he's... except he says he's insomniac. You're telling... Okay. First of all, I can only really understand this if the guy who's doing it is half asleep while he's doing it. Okay? He probably is close to sleep while he's doing it. Yeah. I can I can understand. I mean, this is, of course, I can understand I'm asleep. The other person is, I think, asleep also. And then something starts happening, whether it's an erotic dream or in this case, I think this is really tied to anxiety is what's going on here. But yeah. the because I think that, that, that that's the sort of release that we're dealing with here. I'm not saying he's not having sexual ideations while he's masturbating, but I think that this is about him trying to self-soothe and calm down. Totally. So I think that that's ultimately what the behavior is that's happening here. But I can understand this if the partner is basically asleep, because when he said he didn't want to embarrass him by calling him out, if he's awake, if they're both awake, or he thinks the partner's asleep and he's awake, and the other and the masturbator's awake, it's also completely crazy that they're both <laughs> laying in this bed and that no one's saying anything about what's going on. I mean, there's can this- you imagine you go to bed and every night, just right before you fall asleep, there's a jackhammer goes off in the in the bed next to you? Nope. And you don't say a thing. You don't turn over and start laughing hysterically and say, are you out of your mind? Well, this is my next idea. It's 12 o'clock in the morning. Are you out of your mind? I know. See, I would be afraid to say that. But you know who isn't afraid to say it? Annette Benning in uh, American Beauty. Because there is a scene where Kevin Spacey- I'm not remembering this. Okay, okay. There's a scene where he starts pleasuring himself in bed- wildly and she's like three feet away and she uh, three feet away and she like wakes up and basically hits him and is like what the hell are you doing that's disgusting 
The other scene is in Volver when Penelope Cruz's husband does the same thing and she starts crying. So what I would do is I would have a double feature night. I would see both these movies. <laughs> and after the first scene from American Beauty, just say like, I am so grossed out by this scene. Like who would do that and turn it off and just pretend to vomit? And then after the Penelope Cruz one, after Volver, just say like, God, that's really devastating that her husband would do that right in front of her while she's just laying there. Well, that's really, I mean, I know you're half joking, but that, it's, <laughs> but it's really interesting because what I'm hearing from this guy, there are situations in which this happens, that it's an act of aggression. Right. Where, I mean, the two that you're describing is those are assaults by those male characters on the intimacy of the relationship. Yes. And, and, the, and the 100%. sanctity of the marital bed. And they are saying to the wife or the girlfriend or whatever the case is, you yep. will see me as a sexual creature and I will aggressively show you totally. what I am presenting and what I'm capable of. And I'm going to leave you out of it. And I dare you to say something to me. As always, Rana, excellent observation. I think you're absolutely right because it's like it's basically saying like you don't have me by the balls. I'm the you, one with the dick. Yes, yeah. and I can spray all over you and this whole marriage if I if I want to. <laughs> Truly, though, it's very it's a I'm very I never thought of that. But you're right. It's a very animalistic and aggressive thing to do in that instance. Yes, from Pablo's description. It seems to me that the husband is having trouble managing, or partner is having trouble managing his anxiety. But yeah. guess what? That's affecting Pablo's life and Pablo's anxiety. Oh, there's nothing worse than not getting sleep. I think you need to say to him, Pablo, um, if this is making you feel better, if this is the release you need, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it seems like this must be happening the nights that something isn't happening between them. Or, you know, I don't know what their rhythm is, but that this is this guy feels like he needs this before he goes to bed in order to sleep or whatever. And he clearly doesn't know he's waking anyone else up. I think he might know. That's oh, really? what this, the only scenario I un, I was saying could I, I could understand in the beginning is that he doesn't really know he's waking the other guy up because he sounds like it sounds like otherwise they have a very nice relationship. So yeah. I don't I don't think this is really some sort of an aggressive act, but I do think because maybe you haven't said anything, he thinks maybe it's not really bothering you, and I think you need to say to. Ask him, maybe he wants to get into a new routine where he takes a shower before bed and he takes care of himself before he gets in bed or whatever, whatever it is. But if his issue is that he can't relax to go to bed and this, and this is part of it, then let's find a new way to do that. But what's not working is I hit my, my head hits the pillow like a fairy tale creature ready to fall asleep. And then a bomb goes off in yeah. my bed every, <laughs> every night at Jack 12 o'clock. Yes. Yep. It is the equivalent of somebody dropping an anvil on the bed right yes. when he's about to fall asleep. Couldn't agree. I think actually- Use your, lo use your Looney Tunes. Use your Looney Tunes uh, to explain to him how you feel about it. That's right. <laughs> and I have to say, though, um, I think that's a great idea of just like, do you mind taking care of it before bed? Or if you have to take care of it in the middle of the night, just doing it so that it's not waking me up. Just yeah, I think he's sort of half asleep when it's happening. So I think if he takes care of it when he's awake, he'll probably sleep better anyway. Yeah. But that's the, the, that's the feeling I'm getting. And listen, 
in this guy's defense, much better than taking a pill. If that's what, what's going to get you to sleep. If he's found something that works for him, then that's yeah, wonderful. Totally. But what it's but not it doing, it's not working for the couple. Right. It's at someone else's expense. Yeah. So we just have to move the timeline back a little bit. I think you're right. I think that's yeah. actually a great idea. Yeah. But I don't think it's about, I, you don't seem to be shaming him and you don't seem to think there's anything wrong with him doing whatever he needs to do. Mm-mm. It's just that it is impinging on your own uh, biorhythms. So- there you there go. Yeah. You could also buy what Rana suggested, which is the calm, I don't remember, natural calm. Oh, so that he has to go to the bathroom and he won't want to. Oh, does that make wanna. you go to the bathroom? Uh, well, it doesn't make you go to the bathroom in that instant, but uh, it's magnesium. So it also helps. It helps you to calm you down and go to bed. And it also, because it calms you down, I think it helps you release everything in the, in the morning. Yeah. Smooth moves. Yeah, exactly. Got it. Yeah. But natural calm is wonderful. Well, there we go. Or make him a cup of cocoa, a hot cup of, a nice cup of Ovaltine before he goes to bed. Or in this case, they're in England, a cup of Horlicks, which is my favorite. What's a that? Horlicks is a malted milk drink. Ooh. Delicious. So you, you've had Ovaltine before, yes? Uh, yeah. Yes, I have. Think about a malt. You know, chocolate malt? Like Whopper. Yes. Yes. A Horlicks is the inside of a Whopper, but in a mug. Sounds pretty good. Wonderful. It's a wonderful nighttime drink. It's a it's a ba- it's a go to bed drink. Great. Yeah. Make him a horlick and then let him whore himself out with his own penis. Yeah, make him exactly. He can have a horlicks and if he wants you to lick his whore, that's fine and you two agree. <laughs> but what we can't do is have him doing all that whore licking. Well you I have to sleep. tell you, I love <laughs> this is my new favorite thing is calling a penis a whore. <laughs> <laughs> well it is. Great. It is. I mean, it yeah. only wants one thing. It just wants one thing, and it wants to talk to you over its shoulder all the time. And it's the voice you listen to the most. It's always looking over its shoulder saying, well, maybe you will, maybe you won't. I yep. don't know. Yep. Trouble, trouble, trouble. Trouble. Maybe. Standing on a street corner, having stamping out a cigarette. Ugh. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Total mischief maker. By the way, we've gotten two... Chili witches, two drawings of the chili witch. I only so saw far. one. We got another. The no- I saw I ha- one where the note was more bewitched. Do you agree with that? That was. I my did note. agree with that. The the yeah. face was a little bit. A little Halloweeny. Like I don't. It was a little Halloweeny, and I'm not for sure. I would buy buy ice cream from that witch, but so, the rest of it was so cute. That witch looked a little bit like she was stitched together and full of stuffing. She reminded me a little bit of the witch in Sword in the Stone. Yeah, a witch is a real witch. She's a glamorous witch. A real cute cartoon witch. She's a, a witch is sort of a milf, I think. Yeah. But not sexy, but cute. Totally. A little mischievous. Yes. And for some reason, nobody's put any snowflakes coming out of a broom, which I was very specific about. Oh, you were? I don't remember yeah. that part. I want snowflakes flying out of a broom so that we know that she's spreading a chill everywhere she flies. Well, in the meantime, I would like to thank the people for trying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, that was just our first round. you know. It I was like the first round and, and good yeah. efforts. I can't believe Very that's cute. even happening. I can't believe the Chili Witch is even coming alive at all. Who doesn't want to meet the Chili Witch? She's, I have to say, she's, she's for everyone. She's so cute. She is. And, she's, and she makes ice cream. Who doesn't yeah. love ice cream? Uh, now... We had a we have a COVID Kiki, which is fabulous. So if people haven't listened to that, they have to go listen to that. Absolutely, yes, you can win things. Even it's a million hours long. 
Uh, it's but two it's, hours. It's supposed to be just like Ironica, a nice slow. Yes. You can listen to it in pats over the week. You can do whatever you want to do. Uh, and we've been doing giveaways every day. Absolutely. And so they we, do good giveaways. What, yes. We're giving away the mosquito repellent. Yes. We're giving away- The rinse-free. The rinse-free Aesop hand sanitizer. Yeah. We're giving away- well, I didn't announce this. I'm announcing this to the Patreons because maybe it's already will have been posted by the by they get this. We're giving away a sampler pack of that free rain beverage that I, that I mentioned, which is yes. the, tria- the sel- triathlete Celta. Fabulous. As I like to call it, which has- um, you know, functional ingredients, things that are good for your health, but also happen to be delicious and in a Celta can. And, and we're aren't you giving, giving, aren't we actually giving away Chili Witch? Or we Chili Witch? Are, we're giving away Chili Witch. That's our big grand prize is the Chili Witch place mats, et cetera. That's right. Uh, which is very exciting. And we're also giving away, these are not for sale yet, but you Patreons, and believe me, when they go for sale, the Patreons will be the first ones to get the link because they're in limited supply. Yes. Uh, which is a gorgeous kiss, kiss mug. You've spent all these weeks on sauna privileges, watching us drink out of our vessel and mention our vessel. And I have to say, I do love this mug. Oh my God. I use it every day. It's got a bright cherry red lip. It's so cute. Uh, and it just says kiss, kiss. Cause that's yep. what we say. And whoever wins this will be the first person in America to, uh, actually be using exactly what we are using in the carriage house. What great company. Look at that. Gorgeous. Fabulous coffee reviews continue to come in. They certainly do. Uh, uh, as does. Yeah. Well, we can get to it later, but I do. I did want to address, because um, I also listened to the COVID Kiki episode. <sighs> and Rana, I guess I misunderstood. I didn't know when we were talking about it that it was bothering you. But listening back, I did hear it in your voice. So I just wanted to tell you that it's been corrected. And we'll get, we don't have to get to it now, but it has been corrected. So I apologize for releasing that and we'll, and fixing it today, later. Okay, Brian. We'll get okay. to whatever, whatever that big buildup is. Well, so is my apology accepted? <laughs> of course not. I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't accept an apology till I know what we're talking about. Fine. But I appreciate the effort, whatever that is. Oh, we should also mention uh, that the full video, did we say this? The full video of the COVID Kiki's on YouTube? We did not say this. It's so on we, YouTube. And so if you're not in Sauna episode. Privileges, yeah. this is what you're missing. Yeah. So if you're not in Sauna Privileges, you can go to YouTube and watch the full episode. Uh, and you can see us, in some cases, doing our spokesmodel routine where we model, show things that we have that we're oh, excited yeah, we about. Did, didn't we? Uh, I showed my Paul Feig um Gin. Adding Styles gin kit, which people should understand that was really an influencer kit. You can't really buy that. That was just sent to the top, top people right. to talk about the gin. Right. Uh, and, and so mine uh, is still in, you. the other set you got for me was is in your house? Well, I didn't get anything. That was sent to me. Oh, so okay. that's, I mean, where yours is, is between right. you and the U.S. Postal Service. But they have oh, a few, yeah. they have a few bigger fish to fry at the moment. It's naughty. It's not good right now. I'll tell you that. Oh, it is. It is really grim out there. It is. Well, really maybe I'll, you know what I'll do? Maybe I'll ask Paul Feig to FedEx overnight. That is between you and Paul Feig. But see, I don't know him, so I actually need you to ask him. Oh, so then I guess I won't. Okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to remind people about the coffee, which is that uh, if you're loving the coffee, if you've already tried the coffee and you're loving the coffee, 
however much coffee you drink. I know you were saying uh, you're a bag a week or you're a bag every two weeks. Well, yeah, about a bag a week because I get two bags every two weeks. In fact, I just got my latest shipment yesterday. Two bags every two weeks. So a bag a week. Okay. A bag a week. You're getting, you're getting four bags a month, basically. Correct. But you're alternating between the two, two kinds is why you get, you're getting a duo every two weeks. I get the duo. Yeah. So I just want to remind people, the best thing to do if you find that you're going to be keep keep reordering the coffee is to sign up for a subscription because you save 15%, I believe it is, or $3 a bag, essentially. It's over 15%. Um, yeah, which is, I guess, more than 15%. Always free shipping domestically in the United States. But the thing about the subscription is you don't have to think about it. It comes to your door. You don't run out of coffee. Shipped and, if and you roasted have a, the same day. Shipped and roasted the same day. But if you ever decide you don't want it anymore, you can cancel anytime. So Easy. it's not, you're not locked into anything, No, but, uh, it is a quite a big saving. So I wanted to make sure and tell, and, and it's some, and it's one less thing to think about if you're actually really loving the coffee That's true. and you could pick one kind, you can pick another kind, you can pick the duo, you can do whatever you want. And I also think you can pick the, you can pick the frequency. So yeah, you can a week, one a week, one every two weeks, one a month, whatever you want to do. Ronna here. And I am so excited to tell you about our newest sponsor, ZocDoc. So many people put their personal health priorities to the side during the pandemic, and there has never been a better time for an app like ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, whether you're looking for a primary care physician, a dentist, a dermatologist, a psychiatrist, an eye doctor, whatever specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. You go on the app, you search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. So if you don't have a friend like Rana that you can text and say, what about this one? What about that one? Who do I go for the two for this mole, et cetera, et cetera. ZocDoc is absolutely the answer. Go to ZocDoc.com slash AskRana and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free. Pardon me. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com. Now is absolutely the time to prioritize your health all over again. Attention Carriage House members, Rana here to tell you all about Anchor.fm. Anchor is the fabulous app that we use to create a podcast. And let me tell you something. You can use it to create a podcast of your own. It's totally free. They have these terrific creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. If you're that sort of person, I have a staff, excuse me. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes, which is pretty fabulous. The possibilities are totally endless. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Kiss, kiss. Okay. All right, Rana. This next question, I just want to say off the bat, triggering and bullshit. Oh, well, I haven't read this one, so I'm looking forward to you reading it to me. Well, it's not going to sound like it. Dear Rana and B-R-I-A-N. Oh. Who would do that? This person. You're telling me... So- Wait a minute. Yeah. You're telling me somebody wrote... all my wrote- efforts and your efforts S- even. Somebody wrote in to Patreon 
So this came from yes. an exclusive Carriage House member. One of our friends, Rana. This is equivalent to Penelope Cruz's husband masturbating in Volvia. <laughs> That's my opinion. <laughs> I'm going to stand by you Someone with you're in a relationship with wrote this? Because we're in a relationship with everybody in the carriage Don't I know it? We are friends with these people. These are our people, the CHIPs. And anyone that would misspell your name is not our people. Thank you. I might have to go into the records and find out who did it. Oh, I don't have to look into it. It's right here. She she signs it. She does. Uh, and I'm going to have to figure out who it was, and I'm going to have to talk to Adam O'Byrne oh, about going in and seeing if we can kick people out of the carriage house. I don't know if we can revoke their subscription, <laughs> or maybe she wants to write you an apology letter. You know what? That would do just fine. Yeah, but I do think, I do think it needs to be addressed and that we have to... We're going to have to bring this up with Josh Camson, who's the head of the co-op board, and have him deal with it. Probably. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. This that's, is a co-op board. And you know who else sure. might have a thing or two to say about it? I was just uh, tweeting with him. Lance. I think he wouldn't like this. Oh, Lance. Lawrence? In Canada. Yes. Were you tweeting with Lance? Is that right? I was tweeting with Lance because apparently a bunch of um, lobster uh like uh, lo- uh, crates of lobsters were stolen from a truck. And so he was asking how the lobsterman does business. And I was completely offended by the suggestion. Oh, so now you're the customer service representative? I guess so. For but Harry's all I'm lo- saying Harry's is- Harry's home delivered lobsters. My lobsterman <laughs> does not, I see, I can't even say he doesn't steal. But it I'll tell you him. what, this would not fly with Lance. And I'll tell you another thing. I would personally nominate Lance to the co-op board, the international co-op board. I if, I, if I needed to, if he needs a letter of recommendation for the international co-op board at the carriage house, I'd be happy to give him my endorsement. I'm, I'm with you, Rana. Okay. Okay. So here dear is- Dear Rana and Brain. Dear Rana and Brain. Okay. Brain, wasn't actually, that Penny's dog from Inspector Gadget? I don't remember. I don't I remember. She had a dog? Named Brain. Well, they technically spelled this Brian, but just with an I. Well, I'm calling it Brain because it's not a word we're interested in. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Rana. Okay, dear Rana and Brain, let me just start by saying that I've been an enormous fan of both of your collective and individual work for years now. I owe you an enormous debt of gratitude for all of the deep belly laughs you've both provided in times of joy and in times of stress and grief. You are doing God's work. Oh, so now she's going to open with something nice. After I was about to say, I think I just ripped her, her to shreds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, now, it was her mistake, not us. Now and the people question. have to be accountable. You're right, Ron. In this world. Yeah. Now to the question. My beautiful yeah. wife and I, in a moment of true foresight, purchased a bidet right as toilet paper hoarding began ripping through America. Yeah. What a great excuse, I thought to myself, to try something new and eco-friendly. Let me tell you. It is wonderful. What a joy to feel so refreshed and to save a bit of money and waste as well. With that being said, I have to admit, we are both neophytes to the bidet game. Having never traveled to Europe or Asia or frequented the homes of or frequented the homes of <clears throat> the upper crust. You two are sophisticated globetrotters. <laughs> Can you provide us some advice? What is the proper etiquette with a bidet? What's the towel situation? What do we do when we start having guests again? Yours truly, fresh and flummoxed in Phoenix. Well, you're the tushy spokesman, so you should probably answer this Well, this, this question. is just a personal thing. They yeah. do give you towels to use and pat yeah. dry with after the bidet. I don't do that. I take 
like a very, a tiny amount of toilet paper, get it dry and flush it. I, I just don't want to reuse anything that's down there for me. So you are using. You, hmm? Have you installed a tushy on your toilet? I have. And? I love it. I mean, it, it's a game changer. Explain why it's a game changer in the in your best to your best ability. I think exactly how she said it. It just it just leaves you feeling good. It just leaves you feeling fresh. But you don't. And, okay, if we're going to get into this, I guess we'll have to get into it. But okay. you don't. Do you? Is there any wiping before you bidet, or do you go straight to the bidet? I go straight to bidet. Okay, and you find that that's enough. It works completely because when I dry everything, everything is great. Anything that anything that. So you're not seeing any residual effects? No. Ever? Ever. Not once. You don't ever feel like you really need to get in there and make sure everything is taken care of? Well, they do it on the spot. With the water, though? Yes. But no toilet paper involved? No, I do. I do use toilet paper. To, I use just a little bit to make sure everything's good. At the end, yeah, after and the bidet. It always is, every single time. And uh-huh. then I just sort of dry myself off a little bit with toilet paper, because obviously there's water. Yeah. And that's it. But there hasn't been anything. Res- I will say this. There are two kinds of tushy. I have the basic one, uh-huh. the which is mostly you have the, the cold water the one. cold water yeah. i i actually don't mind it but some people might prefer the warm water i think it's a little bit more expensive yeah but it is what happened i, I thought we were going to get it. tushy to sponsor us what we've happened? got to that's all well, we're that's talking about is gonna going to have bathroom. to be your job because you're the king of tushy that's true you have, that's your relationship but so it, i will say this i did put it in the bathroom that company wouldn't use even though okay. he's having company right now yeah or maybe i should say that differently no, I know what you're saying. Okay. The guest bath as opposed to your personal bath. Exactly. Yes. Um, so, you know, I because I just, I think, look, I think just when someone sees it, they might think like, just picture you going using it. You know what I mean? I don't think, I really don't think bidets are for sharing. I agree. I think it's okay to share a bidet with the people that you share your intimate space with. This totally. is my personal opinion. I, I'm with you. Probably, and this is an occasion, by the way, I wish our European listeners would wake up because we haven't heard from them in a while. No kidding. Uh, and oh, and we, I will say the tushy also comes with a little, you can like turn the knob to where it cleans out the nozzle. So I do that every time too, just to like be sure. But the nozzle's not touching your body. No, it isn't. Yeah. It just has like a no- yeah. it, I You probably only have to do it every once in a while, but. Yeah, because you want clean water, basically. Mm. The idea is you don't want any water that's been sitting in the hose. Exactly. St- any, any stagnant water. Exactly. But I think a bidet, this is just how I feel about it. Doesn't mean that this is how it's intended. And again, this is really a cultural thing. And for I, I would love it if our European or Asian or whoever, any culture that really uses bidets all the time, if you want to write in and explain to us what, how you were sort of acclimatized as a, a growing up and what you think, what space it should inhabit, a public space, a personal, and by public we mean a bathroom that's used by a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. This is why when I go to a fancy restaurant, and they have a Japanese toilet. I know they think they're doing something nice for me. That's not really what I'm interested in. I, I don't want to share that. I don't want anything that would 
encourage a person to sit on a public toilet and sit on it longer. I'm with you. So whether it's a warm toilet seat or whether it's a water rush or whatever it is, I really don't think that's for anybody. Isn't that funny? Anybody could come in and use it. I think that's very strange to me that people do that. It is to me too. And I think it's also just, I don't want to say unsightly. That's so strong, but. I'm not sure it's sanitary, to be honest. I don't know. And it's also not something I want to think about. I don't. I understand what they think they're doing is heightening the luxury experience for everyone. Right. When I, I'll tell you the truth. The bidet I don't understand is the one that's next to the toilet. Ugh. I've never, well, it's very common and that's a usual No, I know. You you see it all the time, but in Europe. I really don't understand how that works. I don't either, especially where the nozzle's located. The whole thing is Well, because I think what it is, is it's, and again, I would love it. It's just like a sink. I think it's a sink for your bum. Yeah. So I would love it if somebody would explain that to me because then my opinion is, well, then, okay, I have to make a company move from the toilet to the bidet. That's first Just waddle over there with your clothes around your ankles. Why would I do that? I'm already sitting, I'm already on the toilet. Why wouldn't I just finish what I'm doing over there? I'm with you 100%. If if the goal is to not use toilet paper. I've actually never used one of those kind because I just, it's just mystifying. And it's always lower. Yes. Than the toilet and there's no way to sit. So what are you doing really? Just splashing? I mean, I really would- I would love somebody to explain this. I to would us. too. I would actually love it because I have always felt that I'm not remotely interested in that. And I it can't feel looking at me, it. I can't figure it out. It feels left over from sort of the French Revolution to me. Yes. It feels left over from a time when, when to be honest with you, public health was deter- was lived and died on uh, on sanitation and whether people had access to a proper toilet. Yes. And so running water was the solution to yeah. that for people that couldn't afford toilet paper was very glamorous and fancy or toilet towels or whatever. Far as the towels go, I'm not really interested in having another, again, this is the guest toilet versus the personal toilet. I'm not really interested in doing a, lo- a load of dirty diapers. Same. I'm just not. And, and I understand that they're not, Dirty, so to speak, right. from what from what you're explaining to me, and I guess you could say, how is it any different than getting out of the shower and hanging a towel back up? I guess that's you could think of those towels that way, if you want, if you wanted to change your perspective on it. But I'm just not really interested in having a, another hamper, or having that hamper in my certainly not in my guest bathroom. Mm-mm. And I think this is one of those places where people's wires get crossed about what's classy. And what's European? Right. If that makes any sense. Because let's put it this way. There, we've made some improvements in in those areas, in convenience areas. Yeah. Um, that I will say that this, the bidet on the toilet for me is a game changer. I would never use a towel and I would yeah. never put it in a guest bath. Yeah. I think I agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, in the privacy of my own home... Happy to sit on a hot toilet seat and have a beautiful warm stream of water on a toto head, you know, fabulous. But that's also when I'm not in a rush. I don't want to just run to the bathroom, run out. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that every single time. I'm just not. I am. and do. That's well, you'll, I mean, if schedule allowing, that's wonderful. Oh, it doesn't take long. No, but if I was in a rush and I 
there's a, someone's coming to the door and I had to run to the bathroom or whatever it is. But yeah, I, I think I would, what I would love is for one of our listeners who grew up with this culturally to write in and give us a real play-by-play. Rana, how often does someone ring the doorbell and then you go <laughs> and go number two and then run back to the door? I guess that's true. I, don't, I just don't want, the fr- I don't want the fright of the doorbell ringing when I'm in the middle of relaxing. <laughs> that is very but specific. I guess, yeah, Advina answers the doorbell anyway, so what's the difference to me? That's true. Yeah, it's an irrational fear. Right. Uh, yeah, it sounds very luxurious and relaxing, but I've never been interested in the separate basin, and I've certainly never used it at a hotel. Me neither. And ever. it always looks the clip. People use it to wash the socks. Right. Yeah, if they're traveling and then they hang up the socks over the, over the heater. I will say this. Or on the heated towel rack, which I do love. A heated to, towel rack. Oh, so do I. Go to yeah. Tokyo, and all you want to do is sit on their toilets. It's really all you want. Why? They're just perfect. They really the are. Height and the way they're designed. Everything. And- the everything. It's just. Luxurious. But you're not. But I, but are you talking about in the hotel? Do they have a personal bidet in in those toilets as well? Like in the lobbies and stuff. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. They they all have that. But then you have one in your bedroom as well. I mean, in your hotel yeah. room. Yeah. But you're not. You're talking about any toilet in Japan. Well, not everywhere, but like. Yeah, nice restaurants and like lobbies of hotels, they do have those. And do they do the squatty potty there? No. But they're, they are differently shaped in that they all seem to be a little bit like higher and I don't know. They, it is like a thing. More ergonomic. Yes. And also, it just, there, it almost seemed like there was a constant hum so that it was basically white noise playing in there so no one could know what you were doing in there. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that was kind of great. Yeah. Okay. All right. P.S. So far, we've talked about a lot of. You didn't, you didn't read the P.S. Oh, there was a P.S. Yours truly, fresh and flummoxed. Oh my God, in Phoenix. P.S. As an Arizona native, yeah. you're often right on the mark about the culture or lack thereof in my hometown. But I'll have you know that Phoenix has an innovative art scene, stunning sunsets, and some spectacular food. I don't disagree with that, Rana. I never said anything other. Rana will no doubt be familiar as well with some of our world-class sure. resorts and spas. Yeah, they're Camelback. gorgeous. Camelback. Camelback and the sanctuary. Yeah. When I went to Scottsdale, you told me to stay there and I didn't. And it was the, beautiful. And the Valley Ho, which it's, is and the, the Valley cutest get a drink. Frank Sinatra Hotel. Yeah. It's great. Please yeah. consider coming to join us in the Grand Canyon State for a spell. After October, though, when it cools down. I love Phoenix. I love going to Phoenix. I do, too. No. I have a good time. I think Arizona is a beautiful state. It's, it's gorgeous. Just another one of those enormous states that has a little trouble here and a little trouble there and has a lot of systemic problems. But and I have to it say, is gorgeous and there's a lot of really good chefs in Phoenix. There's a real food scene. Oh, totally. It is she gorgeous. Thinks I, she thinks I haven't been to Scottsdale. Honey. Or, or Sedona. How dare you? Or I've driven, hiked Camelback. Or driven Sedona to Flagstaff, which I have in the snow. Gorgeous. That's nice. Yeah, beautiful. I will say this too. I um I think the problem with Phoenix, which is also a gripe when I'm out in LA a little bit, is I just yeah. don't like a sprawl. I just don't. No, I agree. I don't like a city that's really a su- giant suburb. Me too. Yeah. I, I feel the same way sometimes about LA. So that's my only gripe yeah. with Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to read the All next right. one, Rona? Yes. Then this is going to be our last one, and we're going to wrap it up because this is a I can't. Thick one. I mean, I can't. Oh, All right, dear Rana and Brain, love what? you. What again? No. <laughs> Wasn't that fun? 
Dear Rana and Brian, love you both and thank you for all the advice you're giving. Exclamation point. Isn't it neat? It's nice that people thank us because we do put a lot of ourselves into this. It's very sweet. I have an advice question that I think is the flip side of some of the other neighbor slash friend related questions you've addressed. I actually want to be friends with my neighbors. He's thinking of wind chimes. Remember wind chimes? Yes. When your neighbor's wind chimes make you go animal with Ellie Kemper. I think we were with Ellie. That's right. We were that with was Ellie. the episode. I'm a 35-year-old gal living in a three-unit apartment in a southern city. Okay. I've been here for about a year. Love my neighborhood. It's lively and full of people in their 20s and 30s. Fun. I live alone, and while I occasionally see family members and a couple of close friends from a safe distance, the self-isolation is making my social muscles feel woefully weak from lack of use. So sometimes I feel like I'm being really awkward when my normal self is a social butterfly who moves through social situations with a fair amount of ease and grace. And certainly I've grown lonely over these months of isolation, as I know so many have. So imagine my joy when a young couple, just a few years my junior, moved into the unit below me in April. We exchanged pleasantries a few times, and they even left a bottle of wine at my doorstep to apologize for the moving noise. That's the South for you. Very nice. Yeah, that's how you know you're in the South. (laughs) I mean, the idea that, oh, we just wanted to tell you all how sorry we were for the moving noise, as though everyone doesn't move at some point, but very, very sweet. I returned the favor with a vase of gorgeous flowers and a welcoming note. Excuse me. They seem artsy, music-inclined, and generally like people I choose to be friends with beyond being neighbors. We exchange numbers and we text each other about neighborly things now and then. I brought your package inside. Can you believe the construction noise? Etc. We've worked on the yard together once. We're responsible for yard maintenance. Odd rental situation, but it's required in our lease. That's what I'm going to do with all my rental properties from now on. Require gardening? Yeah, put a put a labor clause in where people have to take care of their own garden. That sounds very Southern, too. Being like, you can oh live God. here, but you've got to take care of the garden. That's outrageous. Mm-hmm. We seem to have a good rapport then. We use the same Wi-Fi network. Because of COVID, they weren't able to get a technician out to the apartment. So I'm letting them use my network, and they pay me for this year every month. Very wow. nice. So all of this should point to an easy transition to being the kind of neighbors who occasionally have a beer together in the backyard, right? Well, I feel I've suggested or alluded to that a few times over the last couple of months, and I always get a, yeah, let's do that sometimes sort of response, never committing to anything. In any other social situation, I would just take the bull by the horns and suggest a concrete date. But in this one, I want to be a little more delicate. Since we're neighbors and I obviously know of their comings and goings, I won't, don't want them to feel trapped or obligated into hanging out with me, okay? They've had several distance gatherings in our backyard and haven't invited me to join. Do I have other friends? Of course. But COVID has changed my social landscape considerably. Some folks aren't being careful enough, so I'm steering clear of them. Others have kids, and that makes it even harder to find time for each other now than before. So it sure would be nice to have some friends who are around, available, and easy to unwind with. It may seem like I'm reading way too much into this. Maybe it's just the social isolation talking. But is there a way I can issue an invitation that actually commits us to hanging out but doesn't make them feel pressured? Warmly, Kate. Wasn't Kate our last writer? That's a lot of Kates. Two Kates. Are, Are both of them Kate Steinberg? 
Uh, don't bring her up. <laughs> she lives in Brooklyn. I love she'll be Kate. she'll be infuriated at the thought that you that she could have been living in, in Scottsdale, living in the South. Yeah. Sure. Uh, no, this is this is another Kate. We have a we have a coterie of Kates. The three Kates uh, in the carriage house. Yep. It's a Kate filled carriage house. Um, what do you think? Uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. If wait, hold on. Before you answer, I want Kate to to relax, take a breath, and prepare herself for something she didn't want to hear. They don't want to because it, it's you. coming from you. Yep. Here they we go. don't want to hang out with you, and it's. I actually think it's not personal. I think everyone is staying at home, and everyone needs their space. And look, this is coming from someone who would never want to be friends with a neighbor. I don't. I'm not interested at. What them. about Sondheim? What about Sondheim? Your neighbor. Oh, Sondheim? you mean my call me by your name? I don't want to be yeah. friends with him. <laughs> he offered you a Mike's had lemonade. Russell, no, thank you. Oh, you know his name? Yes, I found it out. Of course, his name's Russell. Russell, isn't that perfect? <laughs> I would. I, I would do anything to see him in that hot tub shaking a Mike's had lemonade with you. In my picture, he's wearing the sweatshirt in the hot tub and no bodies. That's how it is in my, in my imagination. I mean, that wasn't the case, but it is a beautiful image. Or he's sitting on the edge of the hot tub in the sweatshirt, again, no bottoms. Yep. With a six pack of Mike's Hot He also was always so. making noise. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, of course. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> always. Yeah. Always. Calling attention to himself. Exactly. He's lonely. Exactly. You, Kate, you're Russell in this situation. No, she's not. <laughs> well, she is. He offered you a Mike Hyde's lemonade at the, at the communal space, and you passed. I did. I just, I think these people like you. I just think, look, everyone's in closed quarters and I don't think they want to feel like they have to sign a a friendship contract with you. And I know you don't want them to feel that way also. And it's not personal. They, they just don't want that. They just don't. It's a boundary issue. Yes. It's again, it has nothing to do with who you are. Also, they only moved in in April. Yeah, that's true. So everybody's still getting to know each other and you have some nice... You have some nice reasons that you're interacting, but it's very hard to live in close quarters with other people. Most people, given the choice, would like to have their own space and not share a communal space. So not everybody is built for communal apartment living, but everybody has to live in an apartment Probably some people for their whole lives and some people for most of their lives or at various stages. You're saying you you guys are in your twenties and thirties. You're young people. You're not, you're not homeowners. Right. So everybody has to live in with everybody else. But probably these people in five to 10 years or whenever they get their money together would like to have their own little house. And you, you might like that too. My point is just a lot of this to me is just situational. And I actually respect what these people are doing, which is they're being excellent neighbors, but they do not want to cross the boundary over to be friends at a time like this because things are precarious. And it is for the exact reasons, again, I agree with Brian, I really don't think it's personal, but it's for the exact reason that you stated, which is they don't really want people commenting on their comings and goings and they don't want to get casual to the point of oh are you gonna be around friday well we don't know because maybe they don't maybe they want to hang out with you once a month but they don't want to hang out with you every friday Mm -hmm. and then if they have friends over 
and they don't they really want to hang out with their friends and they don't want to bring a new person into the mix. It doesn't really have anything to do with you. Then they feel they're obviously very polite. Yes. They put the, with the bottle of wine, etc. And by the way, they're probably going to be great neighbors. Yes, I think they're terrific neighbors. Yeah. But once they cross over that boundary, then they feel they have to invite you to everything. Then they feel that they resent the fact that you know where their comings and goings, et cetera, et cetera. They're being very careful about being polite and not crossing the line so that they don't have to be impolite in the future. Right. Now, all of this has things that has to do with things that have almost nothing to do with you. Yeah. You don't know where they lived before. You don't know where they had a crazy neighbor. You don't know any of that stuff. All you know is they're trying to keep everything polite on the up and up and very friendly. Yeah. What you could do, and I'm not even actually sure I'd recommend this, but you could. If you wanted to have a so, I also think the idea that they didn't invite you to their social distance hang. I mean, if somebody invited us, Brian, from the carriage house to my neighbor's house, if my neighbor invited, don't get me started on my oh, neighbor. Oh, well, yeah, you don't need Okay. Yeah. But the neighbor, two houses over. Okay. Okay. So if they invited us, let's say, for a social distance drink and you and I went. Yeah. So we're in a bubble together. Fine. We sort of know what she's up to. Fine. If we decide to go sit on the other end of her porch from her or whatever and have a cocktail, bring our own pitcher of, of uh, whiskey smashes or sure. doc, or Dr. Bob's. Ah, yes. we got a follow up on that. I'll have to, well, we'll do oh, it on, good. The, on the free feed. But we got a terrific email about the kind of, uh, whis- the kind of whiskey or bourbon you could be using. Oh, good. Someone yeah. texted me or DM'd me something about something called Miller's, which I didn't know, but- I think it's interesting that they DM you personally and that they don't DM the uh, Ask Verona account because it makes me wonder if they're even following the Ask Verona account, which I they haven't better, brought up. They better which be. Which I haven't brought up. I haven't brought it up. Follow the Ask Verona, at Ask Verona. It couldn't be easier. But if we showed up at the neighbors and she had invited somebody else, another neighbor or another friend, and she didn't tell us that was happening, I don't think I would feel comfortable staying there. Sure. I'm deciding on my pod. So for them to invite their friends over, they then are going to invite their friends and then say, oh, we also invited our neighbor. Yeah. I'm, not com- I'm not coming. Who's your neighbor? Even though Kate sounds like the loveliest, most responsible person on the planet, I don't know Kate. So I'm not really interested. It doesn't have anything to do with her personality. It's just about being careful. Completely. I mean, this look... I've been trying to get the lobsterman over here for ages, Rana. Oh, that's just, I mean, why try? And you know what I realized? That's even been pre-COVID that you wouldn't let him over. I don't think I've ever said that my issue has anything to do with COVID. You didn't, right. but I thought maybe I'm that was the I'm only on this planet for a finite amount of time. Right. There are people whose company I enjoy. You mm-hmm. should count yourself very lucky to be a part of that. I do. But what I don't need to do, look, he might be the nicest guy that ever lived. He's very I'm not serious. really open. I'm not accepting applications for new people in my life. I understand. And they may feel the same way. Oh, no, he and doesn't. Oh, the, the other, neighbors. Okay. Him, please. So I can watch him drink out of my hose in the back <laughs> of my yard, which you'll probably think is sexy. And I'll think, now I got to get a new hose. It is sort of sexy. It's yeah. like, um, you know. When- a, like a Carl's Jr. commercial. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> 
I really don't think this is personal. And I mm-hmm. also really think there's a chance that this will evolve. Southern people also are not quick, quick, quick like that. No. They don't just make best friends tomorrow. And if they do, and anyone that does, by the way, you should be careful of. And unless no, they start from the a place kind of, of people distrust. that invites, yeah, unless they're, look, unless, of course, there are people who are very, and this is not the time for that because that's not the world we're living in, but there are people that invite everybody over and love to entertain. And that's wonderful. And those people are connectors. And I'm not saying be wary of those people. But I have a feeling if they started inviting you to everything, you might not like it so much. Right. You might think, Oh, God. Now i got to say I'll do that on Thursday night. She's really just looking for someone to have a drink with once a week. Of which course. I completely understand. Me and too. it's summer. She wants to be in the garden. But what you're going to have to do is dig into the bag of people you already have. And do your own hang- social distance hang in the garden. Because this is too, with the neighbors, it's too risky for you. And it's also yeah. also too risky for them. You don't want to end up not liking them. And you don't want them to end up not liking you. And it for to just be awkward when no. everyone's home you have all that, the time. Oh, like, you have that feeling there in the garden. And exa- I want to be in the Oh, garden. God. Yes. Oh, I've lived in a situation like that where I yeah. hated my neighbor. And it just d- put a damp on, you know, it just kind of dampened everything. And this may still develop into a friendship. Totally. But again, we're only a couple of months into this thing. Yeah. And they probably think you're terrific, but they're just keeping the the boundaries drawn. Yeah. So if you're looking for a little more company, you need to figure out how to get some of your friends to come over for a hang in the backyard. And yes. if you want and if you want to invite them to join your hang, and there is a way to responsibly do that, and you can clear that with your friends or your sister or whoever comes over, then that's an idea because I also think the social pressure of that is less. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to be sitting across the table from just the two of them and you. But if you have a fun friend who you happen to know, maybe you have a friend who you know does something similar to them or whatever, that they'll probably hit it off. If there's a safe way to do that and to keep everybody in a safe space, that also might be a helpful icebreaker to the relationship with them. Mm -hmm. But... I really honestly, honestly, honestly don't think it's personal. You sound lovely. It's just that people are being extra careful and that people have to really be extra protective of their private space and their intimate space right now because it's the only space people have. And I don't have any issue with these boundaries that they're drawing. I don't either. I I would draw them myself. And also, there's a lot worse things than having a fabulous neighbor. No kidding. Some of my favorite people have been fabulous neighbors where everybody knows we're not friends, we're neighbors. Totally. That's the and perfect situation. And it's a great feeling. Totally. Yeah. Okay, so okay. Rana, I do remember at the beginning of the episode, I, I said- I just got so, do you see how my shoulders just fell? I got so tired. Oh, you need to get a massage or something. But I have to tell you this, Rana. I need to, of course I need a massage. Do you yeah. know how long it's been? You know how often I get a rub down? How often? What I really need is I need two and a half weeks in the Austrian Alps. Right. Getting treated like a Kobe beef. IV drips every day, massages every day, <laughs> Reiki, a walk around gorgeous Lake Altice, which is the most stunning. I mean, the most crystal clear water. Pictures. You can literally drink the water out of the lake. Fabulous. A skinny dip in an ice cold lake Whoa. on a hot summer day. Fabulous. That's really what I need right well, now. I'm going to give you those bathing. feelings right now. And after, since you did, I think you accepted my apology earlier. Whatever. We don't have to worry I about I did that. not because it wasn't clear what you were apologizing oh, right. about. Okay. So let's get in. So it. I apologize for the fact that I didn't quite um, 
delivered the Lobsterman commercial the way you, the, I saw oh. some problems with it too. It felt very local. Right. So I corrected things because you, it was your suggestion. I took your note that maybe, you know, a person who is in the business. You're in the entertainment business. Right. The least you could do is help this guy out. So exactly. So this is I mean, is really, if, you, if this is how you want to spend your time. I mean, I'm fine spending it. You know, it's, it's um, you know, every, it, it, nothing's in production. So this worked out. And yeah. also, you well, know. I do know you're working on your reel. I, I did this. You, you know yeah. it. I did this all for him, <laughs> Rana. So I, I hope, um, I think you're going to like it. And I think it's, right, it's uh, classy enough so this, to now be endorsed by you. So we've got a new version. Is a that new version of the Lobsterman commercial. With it's, okay. it's an upgrade. Let's say it. Okay. Do you miss sexy lobster dinners at exclusive restaurants on the shore? I know I do. Hi, I'm Brian Safi, an exclusive celebrity. Oh. Yeah. All the way from Massachusetts Bay, the star island of New England, comes a farm-to-table lobster experience from an actual lobsterman. And his celebrity friend, me. The lobsterman starts every morning before the sun comes Modern family. While I look out in case I have to be on camera. First things first, get the lobsters on set. <laughs> Hollywood These are made with 100% organic hemlock wood. And the yeah. bait is wild caught. Order Harry's Lobsters for home delivery. Now serving Marblehead and other parts of Massachusetts that don't matter as much as Marblehead. And soon to be shipping nationwide and on movie sets everywhere. I should know. We only sell fresh lobster and we only take American Express. To hire Brian for voiceover work, write to him and tell him why you're his biggest fan. See you on the screen. Now, Rana, real talk here. <laughs> like, it's subtle. It's classy. It uh, sort of it um, has an endorsement. Why are you laughing? Do you don't see that? It's it's got. You know what I mean? It's just got like more panache. It does have a je ne sais quoi the other one did not have. I agree. And also I think, you know, um, I just, I don't know. It seemed much more Marblehead to me and much more just. It's a lot of Safi. Oh, I didn't notice that. It's a lot of, first of all, I didn't know you were on Modern Family. I was. I was. Excuse me. I was. And where were you holding? What were the dolls you were holding with Rex Lee at the end? Oh, that was just personal footage. <laughs> no, that's when, that's when I was and, on that. Do you was, and Rex play dollies together? Exactly. No, I was on a show called Young and Hungry, a sitcom that was on Freeform. So that was from that. But Lana. <laughs> Brian. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought I did take your note and I took it very seriously. And so you certainly you know, did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say you certainly, it seems to me that you're trying to up the production value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see that footage? Uh, I did feel the lobsters got a little pushed out of the commercial. I didn't notice that. If it's a commercial for lobsters, uh-huh. I mean, I was suggesting that the quality of the commercial could be a little higher, especially if you're trying to appeal to the, you know, Daddy Warbuckses that live in Marblehead yes, for home delivery. Which I am. Uh, I thought it was interesting that you pushed Lynn and Nahant and Swamps. Well, I think it's insane that we would even deliver to those places anyway, Rana. Especially when you can't afford the gas. 
to drive the lobsters to each of those places. I need to talk to you about that, actually. He wants to see if he can get like a separate, he doesn't have the Oh, he wants his own, he wants his own Tesla to drive the lobsters around. It's not a bad idea because he can't, he needs a new car anyway, Ron, and he doesn't have the credit for it. So I told him that you know Juergen, but I can't have them meet because that'll get so complicated with me. So I don't think Juergen has a car for him, but okay. Yeah. Putting that aside, mm-hmm. I will say there was a certain amount of panache. It was really fun to see you doing your thing with the yeah. voiceover. But I have to say, I prefer the authenticity of the original. You know, Rana, I feel like I have been on a goddamn <laughs> goose chase for the past however long. <laughs> You've sent me, you have, you have uh, led me on with a trail of breadcrumbs and... I told you I haven't worked because I nothing's mean, in production. The commercial was really about you. It wasn't really about the lobsters. Just wasn't. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with sprinkling a little stardust on a commercial, but you know, I felt the lobsters were uh, overshadowed in this version. I did. Wow! I never in a million years thought that I would have to give concessions to uh, to share screen more screen time with a lobster runner. Let's get the lobsters on set. That was I thought cute. that was very cute. Yeah. And also see you on screen. That's right. Yeah. Well, let me know if you get any voiceover work out of that. Okay. And but- I do think it's admire. I have a certain admiration for the fact that you're trying to help him build his empire. That we are. But, I agree. Yeah, and so I'll, yeah. I'll t- give him- Oh, I'll, not us. I I'll mean, that's the- really- That'll probably be the last- one of those. No, no, no. When you give notes because to Because we're going to have to make room for the chili witch anyway. Rana, but when you give notes to something, you, you don't understand Hollywood. That automatically means you're a producer. Oh, I'm a producer. <laughs> so you're I'm a, a producer. I'm, I'm part of Harry's Labs. It's home delivered productions now. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Well, All right. then well, I we'll have t- a few choice notes for Harry. Okay. Yeah. Well, he'd be happy to come over and discuss. He has a whole, you know, Rana, he got, you know, the science fair things where it's like three sides. Like Excuse when you do a, a science a project? Booth? No, you do a science project and it's like a poster that has like three <sighs> sides to it. He has an entire presentation, purpose, Oh, hypothesis. he's going to go on sh- Shark Tank? Exactly. He's a full Shark Tank. Purpose, hypothesis, and then what's the third one? There's Proof. results. Oh, results. And there's conclusions. I was never in a science fair. Okay. Well- I, I bet you've had an exploding volcano or two in your lifetime. What I would do, honestly, yeah. and I can't believe yeah. no one was the wiser- I would just use hand-me-downs for my brother's science projects and not do any of the work and just present them. But I would present oh, that's them. that's smart. I would present them Because really Rob, well. Rob's the kind of dummy that really worked hard on a science He's project. the brain. He really is yeah. the brains. And yeah. I, I have no skill for that, but I, I am an orator. So I was able to convincingly- Very impressive. Sell the I would want project. I would want Rob on my research team for sure. He'd be, he'd be an animal about it, Ron. Yeah. He'd go animal like the wind chimes. Exactly. Anything else? No, I don't think so. I'm glad you were impressed. I'll take your notes and we'll get that car and you can open a line of credit for him. Oh, there actually is one more thing, Rana. Open a line of credit? Well, because he can't get much credit right now and he needs to actually get the lobsters. Right. Well, with a big Hollywood style like you to co-sign his loan, I don't think we're going to have any issue. All right. Well, fine. Can yeah. I Can I break an actual piece of good news? Okay. That has nothing to do with the commercial but does have to do with lobsters? Okay. Okay. I am proud to announce in front of God, Rana, and the carriage house. In that order. Not necessarily in that order. (laughs) In the carriage house. That 
even though the lobsters aren't shipping yet, it doesn't mean that you, you're left without something from Harry. You can now buy Harry's lobster t-shirts. You heard it. What? Right. What? Harry's lobster t-shirts. Our motto is get the shirt before the lobster. <laughs> it would have to be. It only just occurred to me that I can't get the lobster when you said that. No, you he can't get the lobster. put this lob- commercial out and I can't even order a lobster. Well, Rana, it's all about building mo- momentum and word on the street. And so actually, I want you to be the first model for the t-shirts. You can buy <laughs> Harry's lobster and wear just wear it on your next walk. You can buy Harry's lobster t-shirts at tpublic.com, T-E-E-Public.com slash user slash Harry's Lobsters. No, um, what do you call it? Apostrophe. No apostrophe. tpublic.com slash user slash Harry's Lobsters. So I think that's going to be really great for business. So you're telling me that for sale. Yeah. The gorgeous, that gorgeous logo, that gorgeous hand-drawn logo. Yes. His mother worked really hard. Seems to be, I thought it was his aunt who's in prison that drew it. Oh, yes, it was. It was. It still looks to me like a seven-year-old drug. Well, she's arthritic, Rana. Okay. <laughs> so tpublic.com yeah. slash users slash Harry's Lobster. Well, you, sorry, user. User, Rana. Slash Harry's Lobster. Correct. I mean, it's so easy to remember. It's well, so you can easy put it this way. tpublic.com, that's easy, slash yeah user because Harry's using this platform as a mine. Yeah. So yeah. slash user slash Harry's lobsters. Okay. All and, right. And so maybe if we sell enough shirts, we might be able to deliver a lobster sometime. Maybe if you sell enough shirts, you won't even have to sell lobsters. There's an idea. I think yeah. we'll go with that one. So that's the second time you've hijacked this podcast entirely and the Patreons are paying for exclusivity uh-huh. and um, I guess in some way- Rana, but this time I call warned this exclusivity. you. I warned okay. you. Okay. I, I fired a warning shot at the beginning of the episode. Well, I look forward to going on Public and checking out these shirts because I have to say, I do think the logo's candid. There's something very uh, amusing about the logo. I agree. In its in its unprofessional and its childlike wonder. Yeah, there is so there is childlike wonder inherent in that logo. I agree. Uh, and we have to give a little thanks to our friend Oscar, who may have had a hand in uh, Oscar, who I, I got to meet, Rana. Excuse me. Over Zoom. Is that right? Well, but sometimes you don't know this. I zoom some of the people who wrote in after. Oh, to tell them um, Oscar, who wrote in to tell us about his whipped cream Wednesdays. Yes, where he takes a, this was on the COVID Kiki, where he takes a platino Maduro, some homemade whipped cream, no sugar, yep. homemade hot fudge from the New York Times cooking app, yeah, and chunky monkey ice cream, and he has whipped cream Wednesdays. So I really wanted to talk to him because I told him I would pay him if we could say that I came up with that recipe, but he said no. So. Sounds like a savvy little guy. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then next week is our quiff. We should just do a little <gasps> bit of business and remind yes, people. Yes, I forgot. Next week is our quiff. And then at the end of the month, Chiffon Trenches by Andre Leontelli is our book so club exciting. selection, which we'll be announcing, I believe, uh, which we'll be discussing, I believe, on the 28th. Hell yeah. Um. So what is the news? Tell me what's the quiff news. Well, the quiff- We've decided we're doing for August summer blockbusters. Blockbusters. Blockbusters of the past- Of years gone by. Changed the game. Yes. So the other side of midnight, 
did not end up falling into that category. Unfortunately, no. Even though we had hoped. Correct. Even though we had hoped. Yeah. Correct. Rana, would you like to say yours or do you want me to say mine? Well, I'm not going to surprise anybody. But the truth is, I have to watch this every summer. And I haven't watched it yet. And I'm my gorgeous outdoor theater just waiting waiting to be used. Right. So I will be ordering a Harry's Home Delivered Lobster. Just kidding. I get, I get my lobsters in the hat. But... I'll be picking up some lobsters, and I will be putting together a screening for Brian and I, my <gasps> neighbor Brian, of Which Jaws. Which not me? No, you. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I thought you had another um, neighbor named Brian. I'm inviting you over for lobsters <gasps> and, jaw- and Jaws. You're kidding. Well, unless you don't want to come. But no, I do want to come. I'll bring the whiskey sour. Okay. So lobsters and Jaws, and we'll watch in my outdoor theater. God, that's great. Because I have to watch Jaws every summer. It's just a such oh, yeah. a fun I do too, honestly. Movie. It's such a yeah. it's an amazing, amazing movie. Yeah. And I, I love who it. is sexier to me than Roy Scheider in that movie? With that cigarette There's hanging so out of his mouth sexy, and those short shorts. Yeah. Roy Scheider is really sexy in that movie, yeah. actually. But I love the opening shot of the shock moving through the reeds. That really is one of my favorites. So the, the opening scene of that movie, the first fifteen minutes of that movie are so scary. And I'm excited to talk about it. And I'm going to do a little bit deeper dive on all the fun behind the making of the movie, which I normally, I usually leave that to you, but I'll do a little deeper dive this time. I can't wait to watch it So I believe Jaws is from 1975. So that's the 1975 blockbuster Jaws. That's my choice. My blockbuster. And you, my dear? Well, I saw this movie on the list of summer blockbusters and I- Thought to myself, you know, I feel like I reference this movie every now and then, but I haven't seen it since I was a kid. So oh, I know what this is going to be. Oh, I bet you don't, though. What do you think? Amityville Horror. No, although that's a good one. Because you've been watching so many horror movies. I have watching a lot of horror. I picked yeah. Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Really? Yeah. Well, well, well. Because I rem- I have such great memories of Linda, Linda Hamilton in this movie. And also yes, like, this is when she was doing her pull-ups on completely. the Completely. Bu- and we can also talk about whatever the this. hell happened to Eddie Furlong, you know? And whatever did happen. I know. But Linda Hamilton, people don't realize this, she changed the way women thought about their bodies for our whole generation. Yep. So when you think about Madonna and, all, and, and how she transformed her body and all of that, Linda Hamilton is the one who started that. Totally. When she came back from Terminator 1 to Terminator 2, and she's doing pull-ups on the steam bars or whatever she's doing on I the I feel pipes. like Su- she was, and Susan Powder was inspired by her. Every woman who decided they wanted Demi to be Moore. strong. I'd have to look at Sigourney Weaver and figure out what year Alien was, et cetera, et cetera. But Linda Hamilton, it was really about a body transformation. Totally. So she went from being a very femme uh, sort of, you know, Southern California type to really transforming into Built. that military badass yes. for the second role. So I'm ex- I'm excited to watch that. Me too. I haven't seen it in so long. It's a real feminist uh, feminist tome. Totally. And by the way, yeah. after you after you see Linda Hamilton in that movie, doesn't she look exactly like Catherine Bigelow? Both married to James mm-hmm. Cameron. There's a commonality, but Catherine Bigelow, who I've seen in person, of course, a couple of times, <laughs> once once at the Golden Globes in the ladies' room, oh my gosh. Uh, is one of those incredibly tall, incredibly elegant. She seems it. You know, I, 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 she doesn't look unlike Erin Gibson. 
Catherine Bigelow? Yeah, I see that. Yes, she has that same tall gracefulness. I see that. Yeah. Uh, And Linda Hamilton, I think, is more of a pocket rocket. I think she's about 5'4". She's a little more pint-sized and scrappy. Linda Hamilton has a twin sister. Did you know that? An identical twin sister. You're kidding. Is she an actress? I'm going to leave you with that because you can have the fun. That'll be part of, of my doing, research. When you do a Google and you see the one sister who's a Hollywood star and the other one who isn't. Right. And that's always fun. That is fun. Yeah. That is fun. That's always fun. All right. Terminator All right. 2 and Jaws. Speaking of fun, this was fun. It sure uh, was fun. I look forward to seeing you in your Harry's Home Delivered Lobster t-shirt hopefully next week. Oh, wait. Week. Can I say one more thing? How long does it take for them to come? A month? You two months? That. What's the- Around that co- range. Uh, the delays with COVID. Well, delays the delays with, with COVID, COVID have really yeah. put- I mean, that is yeah. the reason. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's very, very difficult. So don't hold your breath, I would say. Yeah. But please order them. Please. You can't get to that computer fast enough to order them a call. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we'll get them out whenever. You know? And for voiceover work, they should DM you. They can just they DM should. me. Yeah. yeah. They can just uh-huh. DM me. Terrific. Um, it was so nice of SAG-AFTRA to allow you to do that spot. Well, I wouldn't go there, Rana. Yeah. I also have one more thing to say. <laughs> can I say my yes. one more thing? Uh, please. tpublic.com mm. slash user slash Harry's Lobster Z. No apostrophe. Rolls right off the tongue. I think so. Right off the tongue. Yeah. Okay. All right, Rana. Looking forward to it. And I'll I'll let you know about Jaws. What? I'll let you know when we're going to watch Jaws. But it'll have to be t- between now and next week. Can, I, it's can I say something to the HR team? To the, sure, when you, I'm right here. When you say things like that, Rana, <laughs> when, you, when you say things like, I'll let you know, I, it yeah. hasn't really happened. Hmm. But anyway, maybe you just forget. So I'll yeah. just, you know what? Well, you I'll know, just... I'm very old, so I have to write things down. If I don't write things down, then right. what can you do? Okay, well, I'll write it down. No, every... I'm looking forward to it. So I'm am I, Rana? Forward to it. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Maybe, maybe there'll be a surprise guest. We don't know. No, with no surprise guests. That is the whole idea of when the neighbor invites a neighbor. That's why they can't inle- invite you to come down and join because they're inviting their friends over. You can't just spring a guest on well, people. Well, can he come to the fence like and look over? Oh, no, I don't want him to know where I live, to be honest with you. <laughs> That's not really, you know, that doesn't feel safe. Fair enough. Okay. He associates with a certain crowd. Yeah. He does, and you do not want to meet them. Lynn is really the dividing line. He loves know? Lynn. Talks I'm about sure all he the does. Time. He the always talks about how good it smells. But yeah, yeah, he loves it. Yeah. We're, we're on the other side of that sort of dividing line. Okay. Yeah. Well, he would love, anyway, if you ever do want this- to go to Lynn, he said he would offer us a tour. I appreciate that. Sure. There used to be a big tannery there. Maybe he could tell us all about the tannery. Oh, great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. I can't wait. Okay, good. Um, all right. All this right. has been a blast. Yeah. Sure looking has. forward to it. Me too. Okay. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.